Hey guys, welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thanks for tuning into the show today. Alright guys, it's officially December and what that means is it is year one of the podcast. Last year, December of 2019, I decided to take a chance on myself and I started this podcast and I uploaded in December of 2019. Um, And that whole experience was fun because I was literally acting upon intuition. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how far it was going to go. I had just started a business a year prior that was making me burnt out. And it was not based in spirituality at all. It was just strictly personal development, self-help stuff like that. We, We didn't talk about the universe. We didn't talk about spirit, any of that stuff. And I felt a huge need for that in my life at that moment and then one thing led to another and I found myself talking into a mic about the tarot and self-love and my journey towards that. So it's just so interesting to see how all of that has come together, all of it has unfolded and now we're here. So thank you so much to everyone who has stuck around since the beginning. This has been a blast and I'm so excited to move forward in the same direction and get to know all of you guys a little bit more. And to celebrate the first birthday of the show, I have decided to start releasing episode transcripts. Um, I really love episode transcripts because it allows me to sink even further into the material, further into the work, and it gives me the space to really think about things and find my own realizations and ideas to build upon this other person's work. So I hope you guys enjoy that. If you are a member of the Self Love Tarot email list, you will now be receiving a link to the episode transcript because sometimes you just want to sit and you want to read and you want to sit in that silence um, or play music or something. And I think it's just another beautiful format for this work. And if you are not a member of the email list, go ahead and go to selflovetarot.com, put your email on there, and you'll be getting access to that stuff as well. So last week I talked about the amazing Lantern Oracle deck. I posted up a picture of that on my Instagram. A lot of you guys saw. And this week I want to share not a piece of work per se, but a person. A person, and her name is Danielle Laporte. Many of you guys may already know her work, and some of you guys are probably like, who is this person? Well, she is the author of the Desire Map book that I absolutely love. And in my own journey, she was the first person in my life that I had encountered that talked about the importance of how you felt versus your accomplishments and your results, which I thought was a very fascinating approach to goal setting and planning out your year. She talked about this concept called core desired feelings. So instead of planning your year around 
you know, very tangible goals like I will lose 25 pounds or I will finish my degree or I will start up that business. She talks about the importance of actually planning your goals around how you want to feel. Having emotional goals, which I think was pretty revolutionary in my life at the time when I first read her book. And as someone who is always very driven to accomplish things, to have all these results and to have this, this, and that, it's allowed me to look at myself in a different way and see what was truly important. Because in truth, if let's say I accomplished everything on my to-do list, everything that I had as a goal but I didn't feel nourished by them, if I didn't feel good about what I've done, then what's the point? And I think this happens a lot. Like we put so much emphasis on having this goal accomplished and doing this and doing that, but we end up sacrificing ourselves and ignoring ourselves in the process. And so this book, The Desire Map, has really opened my eyes in the most self-loving way possible. We allow ourselves to choose ourselves first and prioritize the way we feel instead of chasing and pulling out our hair and forcing ourselves to get to the finish line. And I don't think we have to sacrifice ourselves in order to get to the finish line. I think in order to truly get to the true finish line, we must choose ourselves first. And we choose ourselves by focusing on how we want to feel and having that be more important than the tangible goal itself. So I don't want to get into this too much because I want to talk a little bit more about this when we get into the meat of the episode today. So let me just backtrack here for a second. Today, we are talking about three tips for planning and goal setting for the new year. And first, let's talk about the self-improvement industry, (laughs) which is where a lot of us may go to when we are looking ahead, planning our year, setting those goals. Um, And I'm going to be honest, I came into the self-help industry from a place of unworthiness, of lack, of feeling like I am so inadequate, I need to do something in order to be adequate. And I think a lot of us stepping into this work for the first time, we come from that place and I think that's okay. It is a sense of empowerment to feel like, you know, something is wrong here, I need to fix it. I need to read these books, I need to listen to these podcasts, I need to start planning things and stepping up in this way because I don't like how I've been acting, I don't like who I've become, and I want to change that, I want to fix that. So I think that's kind of like phase one of improving yourself, of uh, setting goals, of striving to be someone you are excited to be. Nothing's wrong with that. However, if we want to be led this year by our hearts, by love, 
by our intuition, by spirit, we need to reframe that whole belief system, that whole thought process of fixing ourselves and improving ourselves and making ourselves better. And that brings me to my first point in all of this, which is before you even sit down to start brainstorming, to start writing about what you want to accomplish in the next year and how you want that to play out, first we need to understand that even if we don't do that, even if we don't consciously set the intention for this next year or plan anything out or even do anything else new, even if we decide to stay exactly where we are, we are already enough. We are already 100% worthy. That is the bottom line to all of this. We can set goals around, let's say, eating healthier, eating less junk food, being more conscious of what you take in. And we can also not do that at all. We can still continue to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat ho-hos and Twinkies. (laughs) And we are still 100% worthy 100% enough, 100% lovable. That is just who you are. I believe this is the prerequisite to fulfillment in whatever you decide to do, to be clear on who you are. Who are you, right? Are you your accomplishments? Are you your actions? Are you your personality? Who are you? That is one thing we really need to be clear about. Because in understanding that, in understanding that we are already whole, already complete, already worthy, right now, exactly as we are, that is when we can truly plan our goals from a sense of soul, from a sense of love, and enjoy the steps along the way. And from this angle, you don't try to lose weight so that you feel more validated about your beauty. You lose weight because you know you are beautiful. Because you know the truth of who you are is always beautiful regardless of what you look like, regardless of how old you are, regardless of any external factor. You know that at the core of who you are, you are beauty. And that beauty shines outward. Lose weight and be healthy and eat better food from that identity. Not from a place of fixing yourself because there's something to be fixed. So one thing to really put this into practice is ask yourself, if I was 100% worthy, 100% complete, 100% perfect as I am right now, What would I want to accomplish? What would I want to do in the world? What would I want to see? Where would I want to go? Who would I want to meet? 
if I was already 100% complete, 100% worthy, what goals would I have for myself? That puts you in the most peak state of creativity, the most peak state of inspiration. Not from a place of emptiness, but from a place of being already full. So that is the first point. To have goals and accomplish things from a place of already being enough, already being worthy. Being clear on who you are. Who am I? For example, I am a spiritual being. Already whole, already perfect. Having this amazing, fun human experience. Temporary human experience, but fun exciting. And the things that I see around me, the things that people say are reality, don't have to be my reality. I can step in as a true spiritual creator on this earth. And it's fascinating to see life in that way. It's empowering to see life in that way. So find out who you are. Be clear on who you are. And lastly, another way to reframe this is instead of calling it self-improvement, you can just see it as evolving, evolving yourself, transcending the limitation you believed in previously, going beyond what you thought you were capable of. That is what evolution can be. That is what 2021 can be for you. It could be about your own spiritual, personal evolution. If you haven't already, make sure to check out Adored and Worthy, which is my online course on spiritual self-esteem. And so many of us tend to derive our sense of confidence and worthiness on what we do and what we accomplish, which can constantly make us feel like we need to prove our worth in the world. And so as spiritual beings having a human experience, to derive our worthiness from these things is simply not the truth of who we are. So if you want a more gentle, more compassionate, more ease-filled approach to accessing more confidence and self-esteem, check out Adored and Worthy, which is available on selflovetarot.com. The second tip I want to give you guys in planning 2021 is focusing on how you want to feel instead of these tangible results we all tend to chase around. And this goes back to what I said in the beginning with Danielle Laporte's work in her book Desire Map. She talks about how I want to feel. How do I want to feel in 2021? And it's so exciting to think about it in this way. And to anyone who studies the law of attraction, I believe this is how we attract the perfect circumstances, the perfect opportunities by letting go of how your ego wants this to play out and allowing yourself to step into receiving divine assistance in whatever way and method it comes. And we do that by focusing on how we want to feel. For 2021, I want to feel connected. I feel like this past year, it's been a year of isolation for all of us. And I want to sink into feeling connected 
with more people, not just my friends or the people that I like easily, but just anyone. And seeing that everyone deserves compassion, everyone deserves to be understood, regardless of how they appear in the world. That's how I want to feel. I want to feel joyful. I want to sit and just experience my day, even if I don't do any of the things on my to-do list. I want to experience my day in a joyful state. I want to feel fulfilled. That's another thing too. I want to feel like my life has meaning, that I am stepping into my purpose, that I am being who I am meant to be. I want to feel fulfilled. And just by saying that, I feel so good. Just by saying, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel joyful. I want to feel connected. I feel that in my heart. I feel that in my soul. I feel so good just thinking about that possibility for myself. Imagining how I want to feel. And so I believe If you give yourself the opportunity to plan your year around how you want to feel, you'll be able to tap into this as well. And that will be the magnet to your success. That will be the magnet to the external circumstances and the physical evidence and all the things that our egos like to focus on. But first, we must let go of that and go into what's truly important. And that is how we want to feel. If, let's say, in 2021, nothing happens. Let's say I don't accomplish my goals. Let's say my podcast audience is stagnant and I don't have anyone else listening to me. Or let's say I even lose listeners, for example. But if I feel happy, if I feel joyful, if I feel connected and inspired, I honestly don't think... I will give a rat's ass about the numbers or the dollars or the appearances of things because I will feel so aligned that none of that matters. And it might be scary for some of us to imagine that of like, oh my gosh, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't graduate? What if I don't get that job? What if I still have that health diagnosis? Then what? I think we truly demonstrate how much we've surrendered and let go by being able to think about that stuff. Because when we are truly not attached to the outcome, that is when we truly allow the universe to step in and work its magic without us trying to manipulate and control everything. (laughs) So really, in prioritizing how you want to feel, You actually tap into those feelings, you feel good about feeling those feelings, and you also surrender a hell of a lot more than if you attach to the goal itself and you attach to the little actions and the outcomes and how you want everything to be. The third thing that I want to talk about is envisioning 2021, envisioning the new year from your imagination instead of your past experiences. Now, we talked about King of Wands last week, and I hope this 
primed your brain a little bit more about using your imagination and how powerful that can be. And if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to check that one out. That one's probably one of my most favorite episodes recently. Most of us do goal setting from a mindset of what we know is already possible, which means we use our past experiences of what we can do. We use our past experiences to define what we are capable of. And what I want to invite you to do is to use your imagination, use your spiritual superpower to tap into the realm of infinite possibilities. That is where true inspiration comes from. That is where you can find meaning and magic and joy by allowing yourself to spread out your spiritual limbs and show yourself what you are truly capable of. And that is not limited to what you have already experienced, what you have already accomplished in your life. For example, I am someone who has always been good with words on paper. I could write and write and write all day. And when it came to speaking, especially in my younger days in school, I wasn't really good at public speaking. I had a lot of resistance around just articulating myself in front of others. And it's easy for me to use that past experience and use it as a framework for planning the future. So for example, last year, before I even had the idea of starting a podcast, I could have easily just been like, hey, you know what? Because I have been so bad at public speaking before, I don't think I should do a podcast. Maybe I'll just do a blog or something, or maybe I will just write a book and try to get published and do it that route. It can really define what we believe we are capable of. Right, But I believe that part of my own evolution and part of me stepping into the realm of infinite possibilities, I believe doing this route of talking into a mic and listening to myself talk and mess up and struggle with my words sometimes is an example of stepping into the realm of infinite possibilities the realm of true, genuine evolution in that I did not have to look to my past to see what I was capable of. I just had to look into my imagination. I had to find the picture, the visualization, the dreams within my head, within my heart, within my entire being that showed me that I can do this and I can do this with a sense of ease and inspiration and purpose and that Doing it this way allows me to connect with a lot more people than maybe, let's say, if I had a little blog on WordPress or something. (laughs) And not to say that those formats are any less powerful, but in my own personal journey with the past experiences that I had and what I thought I was truly capable of, I think this was just the biggest demonstration to myself that I believe in myself. And I believe that I am a powerful component to this and that I am not a slave or a victim to what has been, but a creative, empowered component to what can be, to what is possible. And I don't have to look to my past 
to define that for me. I just need to connect with my spiritual superpower, my imagination. And so what if 2020 was a shit year for you? I'm not saying this from a place of coldness and no compassion because I do understand that there needs to be time and space for genuine healing. But if we are finding ourselves stressing out about the future and all the terrible things that could happen and all the terrible things that went wrong this year, maybe we've lost someone, maybe we've gotten sick, maybe we've lost our jobs... I'm not saying that that's not real, and I'm not saying that we should just get over that right away, but if we are in a space of feeling victimized by the past, victimized by what has happened, especially in 2020, it's time to take our power back and look at those events, look at these things that maybe we're brooding over or feeling like we are victim to. It's time to look at that stuff and allow yourself to let go of it. Allow yourself to pass through that phase of woe is me. Why does all this happen to me? Why is the world turning to shit? Why is all this bad stuff happening? To let that go and forgive the past. And step forward from a place of lightness and liberation. I think we are all worthy of feeling liberated and light and that we can feel joy. We are all worthy of feeling like we can see the daylight again. That we can step in and feel happy again. Maybe we've been trapped in this dark and gloomy phase of life. And it's okay. But ultimately, you decide whether or not you want the future moving forward to be a fresh start. I have this thought that is one of my most favorite thoughts to think. And it's, every year gets better and better. Every year gets better and better. And... The voices in my head that are saying, that's false, that's true, you'll get old, you'll get wrinkly, you'll get ugly, and then you'll die. How will that get better? <laughs> and I hear it like I hear a dog barking at the mailman. It's okay. My ego is being riled up about something that is simply not true. The mailman is just here to deliver the mail, and that's it. And that reality of things getting worse year after year of you getting older, less attractive, whatever. All of those things do not represent the truth, do not represent reality. And most of us, if we look within our hearts, we can see that that is the truth, that we can create our experience through what we choose to believe, through what we choose to think. And this year, I choose to think that every year gets better and better for me. That every year there will be more fulfillment, more healing, more love, more possibility, more of everything, more abundance, more prosperity, more wonder.
And to sum up today's episode, the first tip here is to have goals and accomplish things from a place of already being enough, already being worthy. Second is focus on how we want to feel instead of chasing after these tangible results and accomplishments. The third thing we talked about is using our imagination rather than our past experiences to define what 2021 can bring for us and to let go of the past, stop dragging along the past with us and to use that to define what's possible. Be willing to forgive that and give yourself another chance, a renewed opportunity to live the amazing life and have the amazing experiences you are worthy of having. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. Take care.